Hello internet and welcome to the 24th episode of the Deep Fried Neurons podcast and uh, before this story begins I'd like to warn people for a trigger warning and that there will be sexual abuse involved um a lot of violence so if you time that kind of content or you know just in general don't like to consume it this is your discretion warning now you can go away and i can cue the fucking this story is about the valentines day massacre of 1981 but to understand where exactly we're going this with this one we have to start about 20 years before i want to say 20 i'm not sure exactly um somewhere between 1968 and 1971 i think 1971 is it that that's where my money would be uh where an 11 year old girl named fulan is being married to a man who's thrice her age about 33 for a cycle and a bunch of cows because uh, apparently she spoke in the matter of men and that was not acceptable at the time especially where she was in like a village in the ravines of Ch- chambal is that he pronounced cham uh, ravines i'm not sure never mind so she gets married off because that's what you do with a woman who's uh, not obedient in the house you make it somebody else's problem and uh, this guy married uh, married an 11 year old girl for a very obvious reason he needed somebody to clean up in the house uh, and look after his mother and bring the water from the well and everything and what not uh, an important detail about everybody involved in this transaction is these are lower caste people not that patriarchy was limited to lower caste people in this part of the of, of india but um it matters because the caste identity was very important even when you go to the uh, well of the village there is a place from where the lower caste people get uh, their water from and a place where the higher caste people get their water from and uh, she was from a caste called malla and every and the higher ca- highest caste would be thakur in the area and um, well she didn't really find it very uh, fun there one because uh, the higher caste boys were abusive everybody every woman in her house was authoritarian and abusive her husband used to physically beat her and molest her because she was his wife she was his property and that's exactly how he looked at her and hence shit usually usually got out of hand there uh, very soon fulan ran away from um, her house from like her husband's house and went back to her dad's and this was this was a big deal at the time because you don't just leave your husband in uh, 1973 1970s uh, rural india of like madhya madhya pradesh uttar pradesh border you can't just do that it was a huge taboo uh, but she did it anyway and meanwhile she developed a very foul mouth like a very foul mouth a pirate's tongue would be an exact description uh, and she stayed with her parents and while she was with her parents she was a pain in the ass for them as well because she was very outspoken um and as you could assume a, a time where women were seen as property a woman who is outspoken loud and foul mouthed is extremely looked down upon but however somebody who's left her husband means she's game for everybody in the village boys 
especially the higher caste boys because they act like they own everything anyway so apparently she rejected one of the boys and uh, her cousin was jealous about it or something like that she got framed for uh, a robbery like thievery petty theft and she gets abused and molested in jail after which she's bailed out by the higher caste thakurs and to shield her from their um, abuse her dad forces her to go back to her husband uh, from where she runs ba- runs away again around this time uh, she is not laid hands upon by the thakurs but a small gang of dacoits come to her house and kidnap her apparently the transaction made for her bail uh, was also used to buy her uh, to sell her to the dacoits who can just pick her up and leave and this gang of dacoits as most gang of, gangs of dacoits at the time in the valley used to loot big trucks uh, raid villages uh, <clears throat> break into houses loot villages things like that i think you guys would call them bandits like if you're not in india but dacoits usually does it for everyone everybody gets the image that i'm going with and um, the dacoits were mixed in caste there was a lower caste malla majority and then the higher caste gujjar and higher caste thakur majority all of which sort of stayed together and babu gujjar who was the leader of the gang at the time probably because of his higher caste uh, is the one who claimed this woman as his loot from the village that she was picked up from um apparently the fact that a woman from his caste was molested or a woman was molested in general was a uh, very offensive to one of the guys in the gang named vikram malla who was carrying the girl around and babu gujjar would like to rape rape his loot often which is why he was trying to rape fulan which is when a fa- firefight broke out between babu gujjar and vikram <coughs> malla and uh, in that firefight vikram malla won so the gang was hijacked by vikram and fulan now became a lover of vikram soon they started cohabiting together and uh, this wasn't seen very well with every member of the gang most higher caste members were really jealous that you know what why why does a lower caste become a leader of this thing now or um, you know why why does he get to have a lover why doesn't everybody get a lover so they report to the upper deck or the commanders of the gang of dacoits uh two thakur boys or two thakur men who sort of see fulan as property as well but vikram is the only one who sees fulan as a human not a property which is why he teaches her how to shoot he involves her basically in the old dacoity work <coughs> but the thakurs have other plans so in a firefight uh, i um, i want to say that there was a firefight where the thakurs killed vikram and then uh, kidnapped fulan for being loudmouthed and uh, defensive about vikram's death not to mention lower caste leaders uh, working against higher caste leaders isn't exactly seen well uh, in this gang either like especially when you're talking about high command thakurs don't like somebody questioning their authority so after this fulan is taken to a village which is very important this is a part of the story you should pay special attention to fulan is taken to a village named bedai i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right it's somewhere in madhya pradesh in the ravines of chambal where uh, for 3 weeks multiple thakur men raped her um 
there is a legend that they stripped her and told her to get water from the well and uh, the entire village watched as uh, she was stripped naked and i mean there's some really intense shit there, there was physical abuse involved rape of course constant rape because she was a woman and 3 uh, days later she managed to run away from the place uh, now at this point she was she ran away to her cousin who was this uh, sweet little man uh and he helped her reunite with a friend of uh, vikram uh, man singh malla and man singh malla was reporting to another guy now this is an important part of the story i conveniently left out vikram malla and uh, fulan had together formed a very reputable image in the lower caste communities because they had this robin hood thing going on where they would loot the entire village but they would ransack the houses of the thakurs and then they would give the thakur money to the lower caste people or like whatever they get like gold or wheat or jowar or whatever and not to mention that they, their fear was uh, widespread and even the cops were afraid of them because at some point vikramalla and uh, fulan devi together were went to the old village where she was married to this abusive molesting husband and uh, well fulan devi uh, <clears throat> used the butt of her gun to hit this guy so many times that he almost died he still lives apparently and um, she wrote a letter to the uh, to the government that no more child marriage will be done in the in these areas uh, which was which is a big thing a lot of people were against that always because it was a business transaction that was too shameless even for a completely patriarchal society and uh, that sort of cemented them as these robin hood characters or something like that and man singh being a comrade of vikram singh malla in general uh, it sort of helped the dy- building the dynamic or the motif between these two people and vikramalla was always looking for a go for a gang like he always wanted his own gang so this time just to make sure that there is uh, there is no inner conflict because of <clears throat> the previous experience that fulan had had with her old gang they made a malla only caste uh, like gang so it was it was all the people from the same lower caste in a group no gujjars no thakurs just mallas in a tiny little gang and they started ransacking villages and looting and pillaging and eventually i mean man singh and fulan became lovers as well i mean as far as i understand the story and then came our valentines day massacre of 14 february 1981 when fulan returned grand grand uh, style inside bedai uh, when a marriage was going on she had her men surround the entire village and she lined up every thakur man she could find and she looked for shamlal and ramral ramlal thakur who were the men responsible for her kidnapping and eventually she started shooting everybody 22 thakur men died that day in bedai at the hands of fulan devi and her gang apparently two of them were actually involved in the rape and torture and shaming when it happened and this incident attracted too much attention to fulan devi so much attention that the central government was was caring about her now i mean is also how the press was talking about it this is still a very controversial time for caste politics in india uh, the thakurs were very much lobbying at the center and the state level for that matter 
and uh, the murder of 22 thakur sort of put a big bounty on uh, <clears throat> phulan's head let's not forget that uh, they were probably incentivized to have the surrender of phulan devi uh, because it would bring so much political credit and lower caste vote to the ruling government so for two years phulan devi gets chased by uh, the Ma- the madhya pradesh and uttar pradesh police half of her gang is mowed down a dramatic style like a quentin tarantino movie could be made about the shootouts that that happened during her chase um apparently shamlal and ramral ramlal thakur were actively involved with a bunch of corrupt cops which they had bought off payroll but those are just speculations we don't know for sure what we do know is eventually the center pressurized the anti dacoity unit of the police or anti dacoity operations that were present at the time in the area and they are the ones who negotiated the surrender of um, <clears throat> phulan devi um i think there's a bbc's hindi radio thing like there's a bunch of recordings that you will find interviews with the police officers themselves involved in the capture of phulan devi they're all online i'll leave a link in the description but they're all in hindi i'm sorry i can't find anything in english and um so basically at some point the officer in charge of negotiating the surrender with uh, phulan devi brought his wife to negotiate everything and um, well eventually in 1983 she put her uh, weapon at the feet of arjun singh the then chief minister of uh, madhya pradesh uh, on the condition that none of her uh, none of her gang members get a punishment above 8 years and that they only be stationed in madhya pradesh's jail and i think there were like it was a conditional surrender basically and uh, this story got very popular after that um i think um, i mean people gave her the title or she already had the title by the time she was in jail but she was called phulan devi which directly translates to the goddess of flowers uh which is stark contrast to like her vile mouth and uh, you know dacoities but here's where this where the story gets interesting in 1994 the samajwadi party comes to rise uh a fair a fairly left leaning party at the time and they drop all charges that were against phulan devi so she serves 11 years in prison and she gets out of jail just like that and the same year shekhar kapoor directed a movie about this woman who which also came out in 1994 good film by the way i recommend it it's a little long and a little uh, difficult to sit through it tests your patience but that's just the film but the story itself is amazingly told um and also it doesn't stop there um after coming out of jail phulan devi actually stood for elections and represented Mirzapur in Uttar Pradesh as the MP yeah from being a dacoit to going to jail to being an MP like that was her eventual uh, <clears throat> position of power in society very controversial of course i mean there is no way that this could go without controversy and um, phulan devi was seen as a goddess to a lot of lower caste people who brought justice to the operate op- oppression brought by the thakur boys and the thakur women uh, for generations while others saw her uh, as a mass murderer for 
in the thirst for revenge that accomplished nothing. And Fulan Devi was shot dead in 2001 by an old rival gang member or a Thakur boy or something like that. But overall, I'm so disappointed that Shekhar Kapoor was the first one to make a movie about it and not Quentin Tarantino. Granted, his career hadn't taken up by that point and Pulp Fiction came out the same year. But still, man, I mean, I'm waiting. <laughs> actually, you know what? I, I actually don't mind a, 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 an Abhishek Chabe version of that story. Just because Son Chidiya, I haven't actually watched it yet. Um, however, final notes. So, we covered how Fulan Devi went from an oppressed, uh, caste-burdened girl who was married off as property to being oppressed all over to making one mass killing and in the middle somewhere becoming a hero or a heroine for that matter to a lot of lower caste uh, people in the ravines of Chambal. And um, well, it's it's just a great story. I generally thought we should talk about it, especially because uh, election year, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting story. What do you want from me? Okay, that's it then. Bye. Because I know how polarizing dialogue about Fulan Devi can be, none of her acts in Dakoiti are actually justified by me. I'm just giving you the facts. I'm not taking any moral stance on any of her actions. Um, but yeah. A, a very interesting story. Now you can tell your friends that you know about the Indian bandit queen, which is exactly what the press called her, the bandit queen. I just wanted to add that because uh, that's what the movie's called. And I sort of recommend you check it out. I like. There's a lot of good actors there who made good movies later on in their career. And um, yeah, support me on Patreon. Or if you're new here, please subscribe to this channel. Or... If you're listening to a SoundCloud or Spotify, thank you for listening. Keep listening. I, I appreciate all the support on this one. And uh, see you next week. Bye.